What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 146 are open. This week on the show, we're talking a lot about the fun old Pokemon news, uh, some problems Sakurai has with working at home, and much more. And joining me to talk all about that is the Colonel's Finest. It's my BLT, Bryce DeWitt. The Colonel's Finest. Yep. Yeah, I make that fried chicken good. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I know um, in a BLT, there's like no chicken, it's beef, but here we are. Well, you could you could make the buns chicken, then it'd be a chicken BLT. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's pr- pretty much like the KFC double, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, chicken and beef together, I don't know. It's a bit much. It's a... It's a vegan's worst nightmare, but it sounds delicious all the same. I mean, it's bacon, lettuce, and tomato. That's what BLT is. Yeah. So chicken and bacon's fine. Chicken, bacon, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's not It's not beef, lettuce, and tomato. Yeah, well, well, that's all right then. You're uh, good in my eyes then. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how, how's your week been, Bryce? We've been, we've been a bit sniffly the last week or so. It's a bit, it must be catching a local wog around here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, you had it first, then I had it the next day, and then yeah, just felt pretty crappy overall. Mm. Mm. But don't worry, listeners, because this is an audio podcast, so we won't be <coughs> passing it on to anyone. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't get my uh, yuckies. Your yuckies. My yuckies. Yeah. Yeah. So before we jump in the show, Bryce, uh, last week we made the call out to Canada, see if they could leave us any iTunes reviews or anything like that. And uh, it's a uh, I'm real sad to report, Bryce, but unfortunately. Uh, Canada has failed us. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Denmark is the reigning king. Yeah, yeah. Mm, baby. I mean, our, our brothers and sisters are part of the Commonwealth. Uh, didn't come together and do it. it was, yeah. bit disappointing, Bryce. I don't know. Very disappointed in you, Canada. I don't know. So I'm not mad, Canada. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly. You know, that, that, scorning, that scorning look you get from your mother when you forget to take the trash out at, uh. in the afternoon and... Mm. Yeah. yeah then, then the whole family has to put up with a whole rubbish bin just overflowing for the rest of the week. No one's happy about it, but mm-hmm. um, it's just put up with it. But I will say, um, while Canada m- may have let us down this week, Bryce, uh, another country has risen from the ashes, as they say. Uh, Greece. We've charted in the um, Apple podcast charts in Greece. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. So thank you to our listeners in Greece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you stood you, you stood up. You said, "All right, Canada's not going to do anything about it." So here we are. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well, very done. Yeah, you know, all very well done. I don't know, man. You know, uh, I guess my point is is that uh, thanks for listening, mm. because I mean, that's what we need. <laughs> we are a podcast. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm going to a. Uh, just uh, we've got we've got like the theatre here. We've got a whole audience here. Congrat! Thank you, thank you, Greece. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, it's just a picture of the like a picture of Greece on the map, but it's on a stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's clapping. Yeah. Yes, well done. There you go. I've set the picture for you. Now you've got it in your mind. That's exactly what you have to imagine. Mm. Mm. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps out the show. And if you can't do that, just share the show in general on social media. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, so, Bryce, last week there was a really great summer sale on Nintendo Wii Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, over a thousand games on sale. A lot of stuff was seventy five percent off or fifty percent off. Um, both of us made good use of it and bought some titles. No, absolutely made good use of it. Yeah, yeah. So, what are the, some of the games uh, you've bought and um, I guess uh, had a bit of a chance to play? So, the entire list I've got so far is only relatively small, but you know, it's about a hundred bucks worth of worth of money that I put on it. But it was about three hundred dollars worth of gear. So, I ended up with nice. uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coda Dharma, which is a visual novel uh, that was really cheap. I think it was like 90% off. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, because I still haven't gotten around to it. And uh, I can't really complain when it's 15 bucks or something. Uh, Transistor, because... Mm. It was cheap as hell, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was dumb cheap. There yeah. was a sale probably even 12 months ago where it was like $3.75 mm. um, or something. Like, it was just like dirt and, cheap. And it's a cool game. Mm. Same with Bastion. That was the same price too. Did you pick that up as well? Nah. Nah. But I, I don't know what it is about ba- Bastion. I can't get around it the same way as Transistor. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I played a little bit of it, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't really. Yeah. Mm. Bastion's one of those games where it's uh, on a lot of platforms. It goes on sale real cheap. I think I've got it on Steam, um, PS4, PS Vita. I think that was cross by anyway. And now on Switch, so yeah. <laughs> I've got it on plenty of platforms. Uh, Katana Zero, mm. uh, the big controversial we got banned indie game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, that game is so good. How, how much did you pick it up just out of curiosity? Because I can't say it because I've already got it. Can you remember? I think it was ten bucks. Ten bucks. That is awesome for that game. That is yeah. one of last year's best games. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, I went ahead. Went ahead and. Uh, Picked up uh, Neko Power 1 uh, just so I can see what the whole gush is about that because everybody owns it. Mm. And I've never, like, I've I've played visual novels before, you know, whether it be like Doki Doki or something like that, something that's a bit more dark yeah. for the palette. But <laughs> I've I've always seen Neko Power on all of my friends' like Steam lists and stuff like that, and they've all got it because presumably at some point it was dirt cheap, but, you know, it's always had... Decent reviews, so I guess there's something to it. So I'm going to give it a crack. Um, and I got Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle plus all its DLC because oh, cool. yeah. yeah, I like my uh, mashup fighting games, which is good. So yeah, I yeah. think that I think that was thirty bucks for everything too. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, because yeah. that that's usually like a hundred dollar game. Well, is yeah, it not? I I think the worst part about that game was is on release. Um, when it when it originally came out on the first subset, it was like. I got it on PC for 30 bucks mm. because for whatever reason, it just released dirt cheap on PC. Um, and I picked it up on a CDK site and I was like, cool. All right. Well, I got that. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I played a bit of it. I'm like, yep. I love me some blast blue. So that's pretty much what I expected. Um, and then when I, I, I wanted it on switch because I really like my fighting games portable and I can just sort of pick them up and do whatever, wherever or anywhere. Uh, and it was a hundred dollars. I'm like, no. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm not paying a hundred dollars. I remember Sorry. you talking about that actually, just yeah. like the uh, price discrepancy between them both. Mm. It was huge. And I'm like, I love Blaz Blue. I think Blaz Blue is friggin' awesome, but not not for that much of a price jump if I've already already got it. But um, with uh, Blaz Blue, I think I, th- I actually think the game was more like what I bought it for originally, which was about. 
27 to $30. Yeah. And then the mm. DLC, the season pass, which is usually 50 was like 15 So I was like, oh, I'll just buy it all. And then, you know, I've, I've got it all because, again, I, li- I like my fighting games and BlazBlue's always been one of those ones that I've had an affinity for. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, well, time to pick it up before it fucking jacks back all the way up to $100. Yeah, and the season passed fifty. You know, on that alone, I saved literally a third of the cost, like two thirds of the cost, if I bought it on like on normal price range. So, yeah, perfect time to buy it. Yeah, any of those games you've actually had time to play, or you just put them in the library for a, a rainy day? No, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of games in the library for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah, we all um, do. Yeah. As as we were discussing before, I actually went and bought a five hundred five hundred and twelve gigabyte Samsung Micro. SD mm-hmm. uh, managed to finish uh, fit all my digital games on there, which was like nearly fifty games, um, some full titles, some indie, you know. Um, but at the moment, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in terms of like with the Pokemon DLC and Xenoblades there, and yeah, I haven't really had the time to sort of just jump in and do whatever. I played like one match of Cross Tag just for fun. Mm. Um, just because at the time it was the first thing that downloaded when I put my new micro SD in because I couldn't transfer anything uh, because none of my micro SD, every time I tried to do it, my micro SD failed. It's like right. my computer's like critical failure. I'm like, Ooh. oh, so probably a good thing I did replace it. Yeah. Because obviously there's something wrong with it. So I'm like, well, okay, then I guess, I guess that's fine. But it, yeah, it was the first thing that downloaded and I was just like, oh, you know what? I'll dip my toes in before I get into anything else. Um. Then yeah, that's probably all I've all I've done. Well, since you've uh, since you had that game on PC, uh, how would you compare it on Switch? Can you see any difference, or do you know if the frame rates cut in half? Or I don't think it is. I think it's. I think it's just as as it was. It's. Good. It's. They're yeah. not. They're not hard games to port in that prospect. Yeah. Because they, you know, all of its all of its sort of like two D artwork. There's a bit of three D background to some degree, and you know, uh. I don't think there's anything to worry about when it comes to performance. Mm. And I mean, like, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is what I would consider probably um, friggin' what's their names again? The developers. Oh, you've made me it's forget escaping me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's escaping me. Oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's escaping me because I, li- I like most of the games they put out, including like all the Blazblue t- uh, titles. But I think their best work in a long time was Dragon Ball, uh, Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, I'm going to look it up just so we're not um, annoyed by it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and, you know, uh, that game that game probably looks better than what Crosstag does because it's just... It's made... Blazblue is sort of made to a style where... Uh, Arc System works. Arc System works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Should have should have fucking thought about it. Yeah, that, no, honestly, it, I, I had I swear I had that in my head, but I'm like that doesn't sound right. Anyway, um, but uh, you know, Blazblue sort of always fit in its own own style to a degree, and it sort of just hasn't really ever changed. But uh, when they worked on uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, it took pretty much everything you love about Blazblue, but applied it with a new kind of paint on Dragon Ball stuff. And that game is awesome. Like Dragon Ball Fighter Z is an awesome pickup if you're ever looking for for a two D fighter to learn. Yeah, um, even if you're not into anime, it just draws your eye with how stylish and good it looks. If you've ever had an interest in Dragon Ball Z, I'd argue it's like the best 
one of the best Dragon Ball Z things you can get in the market in terms of in terms of gaming right now. Like mm-hmm. uh, Xenoverse and Xenoverse Two are all right, um, but they're very much self-insert OC games. Mm. where it's like ah oh, you make your original character and that's how you go through the story and you can switch to the other characters and stuff like that and you pretty pretty much play through Dragon Ball's history but Dragon Ball Fighter Z is like a completely brand new story with Toriyama and Toe and you know with new characters created by Toriyama so it's like all canon um and it's just a simple 2D fighter it's no 3D space fighter like Xenoverse is but it's very pretty and has uh, a lot of unique mechanics and stuff like that. And, you know, pairing those things with Arc System Works fighting systems are, you know, perfect. Yeah, really. perfect match. Perfect match, yeah, mm. match made in heaven. So, you know, um, I think that's $30 at the moment on Switch mm. on on the sale, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know if it is anymore. But, yeah, yeah, I see um, like the next week the sales went from over 1,000 down to things like 470-odd. Like the the amount of games on sale were just is ridiculous. Like there was, I went through the whole thing, and as anyone knows, if that's used the Switch eShop, it takes. Once you get like halfway down the list, the loading just gets ridiculous. It does, yeah. yeah. And there was that much crap on there. That's just like, oh no. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the <laughs> so top, much the, shovelware. The top half of the list was pretty much like literally anything before the five hundred level. Yeah, uh, that was pretty much all that was worth looking at. The rest of it was just mm. very. It yeah. is frustrating though, because because there is the uh, the odd thing down there, which is like, oh, this is all the way down here, like you know, you're halfway into just like, and it's usually a port or something, something like that, of something that's like really popular. So yeah, uh, a game that came up actually, I, I bought this when it came out, but it's called uh, Old School Musicals, an indie game. Um, yeah. where you play as like a, a couple of like cube characters and it's just a really great rhythm game with like a really nice story that takes about three hours to complete. Mm-hmm. And that was that's actually got DLC coming out this uh, month and it was featured in the coming soon section with a new bundle and stuff. Mm. Um, the DLC is free if you already have the game, um, just for those out there that know what old school musical is. But that was all the way down near the bottom. I'm like, oh, that's so sad that this is down the bottom and there's like some random... Yeah. Um, crap. Like up further. Like <laughs> yeah. There's like this one thing that I got for Evie because I put twenty dollars on her Switch, right? And I was like, I'll just buy a couple crappy little indie games to sort of keep her occupied if she wants to play mm. them. Or uh, and like Astro Bear Party was on sale and okay know, <laughs> stuff like that. And um, <laughs> I remember seeing. I, I remember seeing one of the things I bought. It was like it was like ninety five percent off. It was like fifty cents, and it was just like a coloring book game. Oh, okay. So this like, is your finger. Yeah, where you like tap to color things. Oh, and it just fills it in. And it just fills it yeah, in. Yeah, okay, yeah. And you're like, you know, she's a kid. She'll get that. She'll understand that. And it's 50 cents. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. But I remember that was still up in the sale, in the sales section. It was still up above like in the 200s somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> well, uh, I was talking to Seamus Mullins, actually. He's been on the show before. If you've listened to the last month or so of the show, um, he, he's worked sort of in the um, Australian games industry and like the publishing side of things. And apparently what Nintendo does that other companies do is they don't actually have a limit on how many times you can put your games on sale within a year. So a lot of these companies actually make their games dirt cheap to like abuse the ranking system on the eShop to get further ahead. Oh, You can see that, can't you? A big company did that recently and that was um, 2K with NBA. Okay, did they? Yeah, it was five bucks. Really? I missed it. I completely missed that. I, right. I, I put it on Twitter. I'm surprised you didn't see no, it. it no, was, I didn't it. It was see like it at all. five dollars down from ninety. 
Oh, and it shot all the way up to the top of the eShop charts because I mean, everybody was like, oh, five bucks. I mean, with that port, it was just, um, it should be about 250 yeah. <laughs> It should be half that even. Well, that's that's what that's what I put out on Twitter. I'm like... Wow, no, I completely missed that. On, yep. on, on Twitter, I literally put out, well, and it's just like, well, that's one way to get your half-baked trash up to the top of the store charts. No, nah, completely missed it, yeah. Because well, I, yeah. I, I was like, you know, I'm going to look up some reviews and everybody's like, oh, it's... You know, from like professional reviewers, it's like, oh, it's not much different from the other versions. And I'm like, that's not what I've been hearing hearing from people who have actually played it. You know, if it feels like that they are not getting the money that they want out of it. So what they're doing mm-hmm. is they're putting it up there, five bucks, puts it on top of the store charts. Everybody pays attention. They buy it for five bucks. They play it. They get interested and they spend their money on the microtransactions. Yeah. Because they're not making enough sales from the game straight up because it's goddamn expensive. Yeah, and you know, that's a pretty good play to make. It is a pretty good yeah. play to make, but at the same time, just like, holy crap. Yeah. People just picked it up. It's like, oh, full-fledged game for five bucks. Oh, I'm in. It's 95% off. I'm like, oh, my God, no. Mm. <laughs> Took Animal Crossing off its ledge, I think. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, because it was five bucks. And you're like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So that's all the games you got? Uh, yeah. Um, so I actually, I've got my games downloaded on my Switch Lite and now I've got my normal Switch in front of me. So I'm actually missing a few games. So I'm going to have to try and remember them off by heart. But the main one I've been playing was Super Meat Boy. Um, and I, I played Super Meat Boy probably back in 2010 or 2011. Um, I back think we've all played Super Meat Boy yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah, and I saw it for 10 bucks. I'm like, you know what? Bugger it. I'll buy it again. I, think I had it through PlayStation Plus on Vita and I bought it on PC way back in the day. <laughs> And uh, just, I really love this game. I, I I sat down and I got to like the fourth world. I got to hell within like the first hour. And the first time I played it, I never got that far that quick. So I must have retained a little bit of, of knowledge, the mechanics, yeah. which is actually quite surprising because I haven't played like a um, a pretty tough platformer in a while. Yeah, it's something like we this. spend a bit, bit, a bit of time on though. So yeah, know, yeah. It, it'll be a bit of muscle memory in there sort of kicking in. Speaking of the Vita though, can I just butt in for a second? Yeah, sure. So... um. If you haven't been paying attention to the news, uh, a mainline Persona game has been released mm-hmm. off the PlayStation platform for the first time ever, and that was Persona 4 Golden on Steam. And that made all made it all the way to the top of the charts, right, on Steam. So that's pretty much just said, whoa, like, this is the most concurrently played JRPG in Steam's history. Wow. Within the first couple of days it come out, right? Mm. And what's even more interesting is that when people connected Pro Controller to use on the computer, it had the options for plus and minus on there as the pause buttons Ooh, and stuff. Oh, really? Which says a lot. They may be preparing Persona for a port. I'd, it, it come up because that was like one of the last reasons to own a Vita. And I was like, well, they're obviously testing the waters on PC, seeing what they can get out of it. They already had Catherine, like the original Catherine on uh, PC, but... You know, it's not going to cause as much of a hype as what Persona yeah, is. I mean, Catherine is coming to Switch as well. Yeah, full body's coming to Switch. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it, it shows that they're sort of dipping their toes and that that's cool and everything. And, I mean, I think the original Catherine was on Xbox as well. Yeah, Xbox so, and PS3. Yeah. yeah. Xbox, yeah, 360 and PS3. Um, but, uh, yeah, so obviously full body's coming out next month early. I think it's... Yeah, roughly. 7th? Roughly, yeah. Um. Anyway, so... um. Yeah, it was just interesting to see because I picked it up because I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to support Persona on other consoles. Like, there's no way that I'm not going to do that. Um, I would love to play those games portably. And if 
buying it on Steam is going to help in some way, then I'll, I'll totally do it. I went and bought it. But yeah, it, it did just sort of come back to me uh, while looking at news the other day that people had plugged in pro controllers to play because they were like, oh, well, that's the controller I've got around my house. And they noticed that the plus and minus options were there for the pause buttons and stuff mm. in the actual menus. So they may actually be preparing a switch port. Yeah, that is cool. Hmm. Hopefully that is the case. I know that um, Steam natively supports the Pro Controller as it is. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I don't know if that has anything just to do with that. No. It, mm. For them to have programmed that into the game, that would have been intentional in some way. Yeah, hopefully. And mm. I, I don't think when, you know, most most developers, when they put something out on Steam with controller support, they don't really keep the Switch Pro Controller in mind. Mm. True. Yeah. So that's very strange. It's very out there and seems a bit weird. So it could be a, a possibility which is awesome because I would love to see that game on there as well and I would totally buy it there as well. Yeah, and no, I, I would too, definitely. You know, with Persona's um, support over, you know, the 3DS with the Q, uh, Q series and, um, you know, we're getting Strikers presumably next year at this point. And we haven't got anything English news related when it comes to Strikers. Mm. Um, Joker in Smash and all that. Like, you know, we could be seeing ports of these games in the future. I feel like it's one of those... Series that now that Persona Five has sort of given it a massive boost, it's like, well, cool, you know, it's putting it, putting it in the eyes of most Westerners, and um, I think it's I think it's possible it could be coming that way. Anyway, yeah, sorry, big tangent, but I wanted to talk about that real quick. <laughs> yeah, because uh, no, I didn't know about the uh, the uh, the fact that the I guess the Switch Pro controller. Symbols were in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was it was really strange. I did not know that either until a couple of days ago because obviously I haven't tried it. But um, when I read up on it, I was like, holy shit, that's big news because that could mean that they've already preemptively added in the assets they need to consider this for um, the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I th- like I, I assume, especially for the older titles, it is pretty much just up to Atlas and Sega. I don't think, I don't think Sony would have anything to do with um, those games coming to a Nintendo or Xbox. It was platform. Vita exclusive, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're actually trying to break away a little bit. Like you, you've got that hashtag that goes around everywhere. They're like break free, free Persona. Mm. sort of thing, and it sort of seems like a very big fan fan push thing. But you know. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions as well, which was also developed by them um, as a collaboration b- between Nintendo and mm. them, is is a Persona game in its own right. Yeah, yeah. Um, not yeah. by name, but that's what it is. Um, Persona with Fire Emblem characters as the, uh, you know, Personas. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think uh, that's very much a possibility at this point. And it's um, sort of just come up to head there because... I was like, Ooh, the Vita. Yeah, that's right. And the Vita's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Vita's long dead, especially now. Like, it, it was funny too that Greg Miller was the one that came out and announced it at the PC gaming show. Yeah. So well, like, one of the Vita's biggest um, advocates is just like, all right, it's dead. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's yeah, there's no coming back to it. And uh, it's it's strange that it didn't get moved to PS4. And I think that's the biggest thing. Is to, is as to why mm. Atlas are trying to see and test the waters on how they can move on because they could have put it out on PS4 as part of their exclusivity with PlayStation, but they didn't. They put it out on Steam of all places, which is a bit strange. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah de- definitely screams of like, yeah, testing the water, see what um, another audience might think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, from the perspective of like, they do very well with PlayStation um, and they always sort of have uh, among their nichety until P5 came out and then all of a sudden, you know, heaps, heaps of people playing Persona. Um, and now that they know they've garnered that attention and all those people that are asking for Switch ports and have been since, you know, it came out and <laughs> all that stuff, like I think it's more than possible we could end up seeing both P4 Gold. I'd like to see 3, 4 and 5 on Switch. That'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd, that'd be awesome. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd buy all of them. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, moving on with the, some of the games I got, I got a lot of um, Drinkbox Studios had a lot of their uh, titles on uh, sale. So Drinkbox Studios, it's a small Canadian um, studio and they their first game they actually released on, I think it was PS Vita when it came out. It was Mutant Blobs Attack. And this was a game I picked up on the Vita's launch. And it's just a really fun little platform where you play as a blob and you're collecting orbs as you're going throughout the levels. And as you're going through level to level, you're actually becoming bigger. Mm-hmm. And at the start, you're like a tiny like microscopic like cell. And towards the end, you're literally like Godzilla, like going through a city, just sucking up all the buildings <laughs> and becoming bigger. It's just a really fun game. I got it for six bucks. And it, I think just remembering from all those years ago, I think it's like a four-hour game type of thing. Um, nothing too long and Katamari Damasi type of yeah type of thing like you just suck it up and get it's just really fun to do yeah just yeah and uh, I picked up Severed as well so Severed was that also was a um, PlayStation Vita exclusive until it came to Wii U and um, Switch I don't know if it was on PC but it pretty much relied on the touch screen it's like a dungeon first person dungeon crawling game and once you get to an enemy you're actually like slashing and um doing different patterns, like kind of like you would when you're playing like something like Fruit Ninja or something on the phone. Yeah, I remember you talking about that a while ago. I think they, I think when it was, it come out during a direct um, and you were like, oh shit, that was a Vita exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it did come to Wii U and Wii U was the only place you could uh, play it on the TV because of like the touchscreen and TV setup. Yeah. Whereas on the Switch, you've got to be um, playing it on touchscreen. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've incorporated motion controls into it. And if they have, um, probably wouldn't want to play that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that because I uh, I wanted to get it on Vita, but that was like the time when Vita was just like, all right, it's 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 over. And yeah. it came out at the very last minute. And I just, uh, as much as I wanted to support Drinkbox, I'm like, all right, maybe not. And you wanted to support the Vita. but <laughs> Yeah. And it, it, I ended up did getting it through PlayStation Plus and, all that and I didn't want to play it on Wii U and now it's on Switch. I got it for about, I think it was $13, so it'd be a good place to play it on Switch. Yeah. And um, I got a Guacamole 2, um, which is, I really enjoyed the first one. So um, Drinkbox also make those two games if if you want to, you know, everyone probably knows what um, Guacamole is. Yep. Um, so I played the first one and playing through, I kind of wrecked it for myself because that was, I, was like, I wanted to get the Platinum Trophy on the first run through. So I put it on hard and a lot of the trophies involved uh, exploring like every, like hundred percenting every map and all that. So it sort of like slowed it down. So I never, never actually ended up finishing it mm-hmm. um, because of that. Like I kind of wrecked it for myself. And that's why on switch as much as I would like an achievement system, it's also a breath for fresh air because I'm not ruining games for myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's the thinking behind it too mm. is, you know, you get a lot of people that want to go for that 100% in their first run and then they end up, 
making it more of a, a job for themselves. Yeah, so see, fun. Yeah, see, with the with the trophies, I seem to do that a lot for myself. And like even with Xbox's achievement system, because it doesn't have that hundred percent um, goal to reach, it's just like oh, you know, um, do this combo. You're like oh, yeah, I might do that combo, and you like do it, get the achievement, and you move on. So I'm kind of like leaning more towards that these days, just because it doesn't fill me with anxiety when I'm playing through a game. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't interrupt your experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's why gamer score was kind of a good thing because you always saw that big high number going up, but yeah, you, know, you didn't. You didn't stress too you much about hundred percenting things. Yeah, if there was one which was just like real annoying to do, you're like, oh, tell you what, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can yeah. go without that fifty score. Like yeah. it's okay. But on on the PlayStation side of things, it's like. I need every that. Every trophy counts. Yeah, every because, trophy counts, as Dylan Blight would say. Yeah, because literally <laughs> literally every achievement equals only one trophy. Mm. So you can see that count go up because it's more meticulous. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, I ruined the first game for myself. Um, and I, I was quite keen to play, this, play the sequel, um, just jump straight into the sequel. I wasn't going to worry about it. But then I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe I should go back and just get the the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Turbo Championship Edition was $8 on Switch. I'm like, all right. I'll do it. I went back the next day and I was a day too late. It already went back up to 20 bucks. So I'm like, I put it into my wish list. I'm like, well, it'll go on sale again, I dare say. Yeah. Um, so I'll pick it up there. Yeah, good idea. But yeah, those, those games are fantastic. It's just like really great um, brawler platformers, like just the combinations you can do. Um, is really like It's a lot of fun and it teaches, it just like slowly teaches you as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really cool and full full of puns <coughs> as well. The first one was anyway. Ooh, full of puns. Yeah. And uh, I I did pick up Valkyria Chronicles finally. Um, Seamus said like literally a week before that he picked it up for um, twenty six bucks. Then the week after it um, went on sale for fifty percent off, and I got it for thirteen. Yeah, so, I almost picked it up myself, mm. but I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to pick up more, but by the time I spent a hundred bucks, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a slippery rabbit hole. Well, um, sales, <laughs> especially that sale. That sale was full of crazy prices so it was sort of like i mm. wish i could pick up a hell of a lot more than these but yeah yeah and i actually i picked up a gigavolt um wrecker as well yep. um made by uh, uh game freak so i when i was looking at it i'm like oh you know it looks fine but i mainly bought it just for the curiosity just to play it because it's made by uh one of my favorite developers so i'm looking forward to getting into that actually i'm gonna go through um a lot of the non-pokemon game freak games Mm-hmm. And um, sort of discuss it on a project we're working on. So yep. that'll be in the future. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it off the top of my head because they're not downloaded on the Switch. They're on my light, which is, I actually don't know where it is. <laughs> Might be in the car still. Cause in I've the talk- wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's not quite that small, but I wouldn't notice it. <laughs> you <laughs> sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, bro. So I think that's it. Let's move on to some news, which involves a lot of Pokemon discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So late, well, it's actually in the morning for us. Uh, the Pokemon Company announced there'll be a uh, what was it called again? I forget actually what they said. It's called a Pokemon Pre- a Pokemon Presents. Yeah, Pokemon Presents. That was the uh, naming convention. Yeah. So I guess uh, going forward, this is going to be sort of their um, way they. I guess, push their information similar to Nintendo Directs, which I, I quite like that they have, like, if they push forward with a universal sort of branding, I quite like uh, like that. Um, but 
I just I just want to say say off the bat that with the DLC, they said it's coming out on the seventeenth, and with any updates, it just it goes worldwide at, all at the same time. Same with Super Smash Bros. <coughs> DLC characters or whatever, but they really need to put out a universal time that it's going to unlock. Yes, please, because because that was frustrating waiting the whole day. Mm, it know? was. It's like okay, it comes out on the seventeenth. It's like okay, um, when and. No one knows. Nintendo Australia posted that it's coming out the 17th. And for us here, it came out 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So in New Zealand, um, it came out actually the, the 18th, even though Nintendo Australia and New Zealand were saying it was the 17th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's only a three-hour time difference as well. So it's just a little bit frustrating. Hopefully going forward, there's a bit more transparency when DLC characters or Pokemon DLC or whatever DLC is going to come out. I think, I think your best bet... If they don't say when it's coming out, I think your best bet is just going, all right, once this direct is over, <laughs> that's when it's going to happen. Because that's usually how it happens with Smash yeah. characters now too. I mean, when they announced this, we pretty much assumed that it would be during that presentation. Yeah. Um, but just like them saying like, yes, customers who have spent your money, this is when you're getting your product. That's exactly right. Because yeah. this, wasn't just, I, this I, wasn't just a normal random update. This I, was, I yeah. didn't even buy the expansion, expansion pass till the day before. Because mm. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I better buy that. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, we'll move into that a bit later anyway. Yep. So let's talk about the games they announced. So uh, number one, Bryce, uh, very exciting, uh, Pokemon Smile. Uh. So Pokemon Smile is an app for mobile devices that helps children develop good toothbrushing habits. Oral hygiene might not always be fun for kids, but it becomes a lot more enjoyable when you're brushing teeth to defeat nasty bacteria and help out some Pokemon friends. Pokemon Smile is available to download at no cost. So get those... Uh, Brussels ready, not Brussels. 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 Brussels sprouts just, ready. You just got like a sink full of Brussels sprouts. So I think, um, like anyone that's hardcore core enough to listen to a Nintendo podcast and be involved in Switch and all this stuff, um, Pokemon Smile. As soon as I said Pokemon Smile, and I went into the actual ad itself, um, a lot of eyes rolled. Yeah. I assume. But I think, uh, like Pokemon's such a diverse franchise that, um. A lot of their products don't need to be aimed at mid twenty year olds either. So I think mm-hmm. like this is completely free. Download it. I'm sure some parents will appreciate it. Some kids will have fun with it. Um, but this isn't something I'm going to be using necessarily. But um, I'm going to read read uh, read something I retweeted after we've talked about everything. I did say this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> it pretty much it pretty much sums up what I th- what I feel about the whole thing. But in in the meantime. Uh, Stealth 40k um, put out on Twitter uh, a post that says Pokemon Smile has my favorite disclaimer of all time, and I have to agree because it says this app is not intended to prevent or treat cavities, nor does it guarantee <laughs> that players will gain a liking for toothbrushing or make it a habit. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get kids that are just like, I don't want to brush my teeth, so they'll take their finger and pretend to brush. And that's how they'll get passed. Just hack the system. Oh, it, <laughs> my God. And you know what? That's a uh, hell of a disclaimer so they thing, don't get sued. That was announced and released that day. And uh, you know what we haven't had fucking news about? Pokemon Sleep, which was announced like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they still haven't fucking talked about it, but they somehow still managed to make a toothbrushing game. <laughs> Announce it and release it on the same day. So what the fuck happened to Pokemon Sleep? I'm just, con- I'm, it's got to be cancelled at this point, right? Uh, I don't think it would be, but at the same time, I don't really care. I'm not. Um, I, n- I, I, I know you don't neither. either. I, I assume you didn't. Yeah. Neither, but just <laughs> f- what? Yeah, yeah. Like 
it seems like a pretty basic uh, app to get ready within six months or whatever um, from announcement. Sleep, yeah, sleep feels like it should have been. Yeah. It's and a game about sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like with uh, Pokemon Go, like, you know, they got people active and everything and now they want to like help with um, sleep tracking and uh, the, the thing of other things like how to get involved, like, all right, brushing teeth. Like there's, there's, there's going to be like a cooking app with like recipes. There's, they're going to like fit in all these different things, but they can. Yeah. They'll make it, they'll make a gala curry, curry app. Ooh. Yeah. To help you make all different kinds of gala curry. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, but like like I said though, like I don't care about this, but yeah, Pokemon is so diverse. It's like kids from all ages pl- like play it, adults play it. Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, "What the fuck? This is so stupid." But I just said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Pokemon smile. What the fuck? Like I didn't have anything else to say beyond that. I just thought it was like, why is this a concept? You know, like. I, it, yeah, inherently it feels stupid to me, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm sure they've got a reason for it somewhere. I don't understand it, quite frankly, but all right. Well, well the, I think the idea from the Pokemon company itself, like this is a free app, um, it's very accessible to any any um, mobile device. They just want the Pokemon IP in front of people. So oh, of course they do. That, that's, that's all it is. It's advertising to get them to want, want a po- Pikachu plush to, you know, Spend money, maybe try out Pokemon Go. Spend some money, maybe even like even go to the extreme, get a Switch and get Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Like it, it's just to bait people in. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, good idea. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, next up, so we'll um, won't do it in the order, but uh, the next game was Pokemon Cafe Mix. So the little bit of the description they have for this one is if you want some puzzling Pokemon fun on the go, Pokemon Cafe Mix is a pretty sweet game that's coming soon to Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android devices. In this game, you'll link together Pokemon icons to solve puzzles. As you play, you can also create a bustling cafe full of Pokemon customers. Get prepared early to see how uh, extensive your Pokemon Cafe can get by preloading, pre-ordering, or pre-registering to start for this free-to-start game today. Free to start. Yeah. So I love that word. That that phrase. Free to start. Love it. Well, I I actually don't mind it because it is more accurate than free to play because it's free to start, but you will have to pay. <laughs> so I um I went to the eShop and I preloaded it on my Switch. I actually um without knowing what the microtransactions are exactly. Uh, I think this game looks pretty nice. I, th- I like the art style. Yeah, so do I. I yeah. like, I actually was thinking about Pokemon Shuffle the other day. I'm like, you know, I actually would like another Pokemon puzzle game to like pick up and play every now and again. And I really like the aspect of attracting um, different Pokemon customers and different staff and all of that. Um, it's, it's kind of like the same hook Pokemon Quest had where you're like attracting Pokemon to your uh, camp, trying to get them to stay there, join your party. Whereas this is a similar thing. You'll complete levels, try to get new customers, get them to stay and, uh, you know, collect Pokemon and all that. Um, I read on the Switch eShop that the microtransactions involve acorns. Um, so you're basically buying acorns. So th- I assume that just works as a currency to probably similar to a lot of these other other puzzle games where it's like, all right, you've run out of turns for the day. Yeah. Spend some acorns. Get that. Um, so really that, I think that's going to be pretty easy to ignore for a lot of people. I'll probably turn it on on my Switch. And do a level or so, see if I can track to 
I don't know, a Charmander to my <laughs> my cafe. If I don't, whatever, like Tra- attract a garb odor. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> That'd lovely, be awesome. Lovely thing to have at a cafe. Yeah. Mm. So I'm actually, I'm actually pretty positive on this game. I'm looking forward to it comes out. It comes out on the 26th of uh, June. So looking forward to playing it on Switch. Mm. Um, it only uses touchscreen, so you won't be playing it on your TV. I assume. Nah, uh, surely not. No. Nah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is coming to um, iOS and Android as well, so you can sort of pick where you want to play it. I'm going to uh, play it on Switch because you might be able to. I mean, they did with Quest; they just incorporated the cursor. Yeah, no, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit different now because you with the, I guess the swirling and the, yeah, it's a bit more. Um, you just rotate the control stick. I'm sure it can't be that bad. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I haven't actually, I haven't actually checked the eShop if it supports or not. It will say on the eShop. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big one out of these these three games is <laughs> new Pokemon Snap. Mm. Holy crap! So over uh, for over twenty years, Pokemon fans have been wondering when there would be a follow up to the hit Nintendo sixty four game Pokemon Snap. Reiterate that word hit because everybody loved that game. Mm. Um. So th- this is actually the write up from Pokemon themselves. So they they they're acknowledging we're like where the fuck is it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're excited to say that the title is that the time is now. Uh, Pokemon Snap for Nintendo Switch, uh, as the title suggests. Why do they put that in brackets? Um, is an all new adventure through beautiful islands filled with Pokemon that were just waiting to be captured through the lens of your camera. Uh, so w- when this first came up, like the Switch logo, which like, oh, this is a Switch game, mm. instantly a lot more interested than uh, the previous yeah. Pokemon Smile. It's like a Switch game, and it. It looks really nice. Like, oh, what is this? And it only took a few seconds where you're like, oh, holy shit. This and, is snap, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I was in I was in bed because it was like I said, it was like 10.30 or whatever at night. I was next to my partner and I audibly, I had my I had my um, headphones on. I'm like, holy shit. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, no, don't worry. I don't, I, like, I don't have to explain the whole Pokemon Snap thing. Like, oh, you know, so it's a spin-off game everyone's loved since Nintendo 64 and it's just a really fun game when you're taking pictures of Pokemon. Didn't have to go into that, but it was... Uh, yeah, it's just um, quite phenomenal that finally people can stop asking. Yeah, because yeah. it is coming. It took me it took me three seconds into that trailer and seeing like the environments and stuff like that and Pokemon walking on the beach. I'm just like, this is Snap. Yeah, there's no way this is not Snap. And then all of a sudden the camera lens come up. I'm like, yes, it's Snap. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit. Um, the one concerning thing about it is that throughout the, all the footage, it was like not final game footage. We got no release date or basically any launch. Um, window so it's going to be end of the year it seems yeah it seems very early so even if it's this year I, I assume it's this year I hope it's this year because Pokemon Snap isn't a type of game that I want to be waiting around for a long time no 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 yeah you lose your, you, mm. you lose interest I can, I can pretty proactively say it'll be end year hopefully yeah yeah, it won't be 2021. Because I, I would have preferred it a lot more um, like they handled a Mystery Dungeon uh, DX where it was like, all right, it's coming out in March. We're currently in February, you know, a few months to wait. Yeah. There you go. Um, it would have been a lot better. But I think this is at least, I don't know, five months away. Yeah, like, at least end year. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that were the games released. Oh, not released, but uh, announced. And they sort of uh, said on the very um, last bit that tune in next week. So on Wednesday, 24th of June, they've got a big Pokemon title to release. Um, a lot of people seem to think it'd be Let's Go 2. 
Yeah, so I've actually, I've got an article here from Nintendo Life and uh, it's basically talking about fans are speculating a Pokemon Let's Go Johto. And that speculation comes from the background where it's just like, it's it's got like a Let's Go box and in front of it, it's got Eevee, uh, uh, Umbreon and, oh, fuck, what have I forgotten their names? Umbreon, Espeon. Uh, Espeon. Don't know why I forgot their names. And like a, a heap of Johto jo- jo- Pokemon there. Yeah. Maybe hinting towards a Johto remake. Um, so what do you think about a potential Let's Go um, Look, Johto? I'd, I'd be okay with it as long as they, they kept the same amount of content um, as the original games. Because like I'm, I'm, mm, not, I'm yeah. not really fussed either way about the way Let's Go was played, to be completely honest with you. But something that uh, Gold Silver Crystal did really well is having a really long game for one. And to, you know, having some modicum of di- uh, difficulty to it, which I feel mm. hasn't been very well reflected in Pokemon games as difficulty, but Johto seemed to have that to a degree, um, especially with the end game with, you know, red and everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I- I'd be keen and open to the idea um, if it means I get to see a very, very, very nice looking uh, Johto region and uh, years later Kanto. Um, on my TV screen, and I'll buy that because it's you know my second or first favorite region. It's always a hard tie between Gen two and Gen five for me. Um, so, and I would be far more interested in actually keeping that one to play again because I got rid of Let's Go Eevee. Because mm. uh, to be completely honest with you, like I, it, it was a really good game to shiny hunt in and everything. Uh, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. But to be completely honest with you, apart from that, um, interest was way low. Because there's no way to competitively train your Pokemon or anything like that, and yeah, yeah. See, um, just before I say what I think, I'll if if they announce it and it's coming out like whenever it's going to come out, I will buy it, I'll play it, and I'll, I'll probably put like a lot of like a fair few hours into it. Mm, but yeah. I just I don't really want another Let's Go game. I don't really see the point in another Let's Go game. I don't think it'd be a Let's Go game for me per se. I think it'd be just a revisitation to Jono. And, like, you know, Johto's got a whole lot of mystery to it and stuff like that. And it's always fun looking back on, like, the ruins of Alf and the unknown and all that stuff. And I think that's great. And not to mention it's also a really good source of catching many, many Pokemon from Gen 2 and Gen 1. Um, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't see it being a, a revisit to Johto if it's not a Let's Go game. They'll be going to Sinnoh next year for like the main title game. So I don't think it's going to be a non let's go game, but just with like, let's go. The, the original point of that game was a extremely accessible game for, to try and bridge the gap between the millions of Pokemon go players to eventually get into the main series games and um, all that. And those original let's go games are still there. Like there's, and not, it's successful. Yeah. And just Johto, it doesn't have just the instant appeal of the original 150 as well. I know, I know it's, the extra 50 are still like fairly iconic, but I just don't really see the point in another let's go game. Well, it's like, you know, I'll, if it comes out, I'll enjoy it, but I don't, I don't really want to play. I feel like, I feel like you say that though, but like all the Pokemon go players that actually, you know, they play Pokemon go and they sort of get invested. And as you know, we're in a group uh, of the local town Pokemon go that's filled with heaps of people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of those people don't, play Pokemon on the regular otherwise. 
No, I don't unless, think they do unless it's go. And but they're they're keeping up whenever a new generation comes out. They're keeping up with what the new Pokemon are and stuff like that. So I would imagine, you know, everybody's everybody, even if they don't play Pokemon games in their original form, probably has their favorite Pokemon in there somewhere. Mm. And that's probably enough for people to be like, Oh, I can get this and I can, you know, do whatever. Um, I think they're good they're good relaxation games to a degree. Uh, but the biggest problem I suppose is that with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Fuck I hated that rival for one. Um Chase, didn't like Chase? No. Well, no, Trace. 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 Yeah. Um, and I think it would have just been better being more like the original and having having it red versus blue and being more actual to the main plot point rather than, you know. Yeah, see, I, I was quite excited about the prospect of different characters because I thought it might be more of a sequel rather than just a retelling. Yeah, but something about those old Pokemon games and having those those rivals that are, you know, more aggressive and out to beat you, mm. it it feels it feels more true and akin to those games because like these days with Pokemon games, they're not really doing that. Yeah, well, it just gives you a drive to be the better and kick just their your ass. Friends, yeah, yeah, it, but the rivals in the current games and stuff, they're just your friends, and you know, you don't. Yeah. You feel like you don't get any <laughs> gratification from beating them. They're kind of just in the way like, oh, for God's sake, go away, Tierno. I don't want to see you dancing anymore. Fuck you, mate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, lo- yeah, those ones are especially bad. And yeah. X and Y, yeah. Um, but like the original rivals, so, you know, like Blue, Silver, they're, you know, very iconic for what they are just because, well, Silver, I mean... The kind of kind of different reasons. Blue is really iconic because he was the first one, and he's Professor Oak's son. Mm. And then uh, Silver was uh, Giovanni's son, and had his whole backstory that was hidden for years and years and years, and got its own retelling and stuff like that. But even even just stuff like that, you know, um, Team Rocket uh, Team Rocket was much more of a big deal than a lot of what the teams currently are these days. Like, you know, Team Yell's not much to look at in terms of like what they do. Uh, or I kind of like that though. They were just in the background, almost. They didn't have some big plan or elaborate like, hoax. It felt like they tried to do a team skull, but you know, I don't think it was as good. Like Team Skull was a really good team. I I I do not have a lot of pra- pra- uh, praises for Sun and Moon, but Team Skull was awesome because they were literally just we are bad guys, but we're really bad at being bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's what was great about them. So that's why it was even more frustrating that when the Aether, Aether Foundation come in, it was just like, oh, for God's sake. Yes. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks. You know, and Team Flare. I don't think we need to talk about Team Flare. Uh, we do. Uh, we've got the next hour. Let's say. Uh, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, I, I think there is a lot to love in the first two games. And I hope that, uh, well, first two generations. And I hope if they do bring back gold, silver, crystal, whatever it may be in a let's go form, that it will sort of just retain its original form because that's how I'd prefer it. Um, it has an interesting story, interesting lore in the background to, to, to discover. It's a very big discovery game. Like even just getting to Hollow and Lugia is is a discovery. It's not like sort of um, in, yeah. in Kanto. It's just like they are definitely here. You know, I can tell something's here. <laughs> you know, Whirlpool Islands in Gold Silver Crystal were like Jesus Christ, this place is amazing. But when you eventually find Lugia, you're like, wow. Yeah, because I remember my first time going there. I was like, how the hell do I? How the get hell do I this? navigate this? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's cool. 
you know, it, it, it is it is a game full of mystery and stuff like that. And seeing that in a Let's Go form would not be that bad. Um, I would actually, to some modicum, enjoy that because it means that I don't have to worry about killing the fucking shit tons of trainers going through um, Union Cave and stuff, you know, for or the forest, Ilex, uh, Ilex Forest? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have to deal with the trainers going through there that are just like hard stuck and like having to, you know, worry about it too much. Um, it'll, it'll obviously be a little bit easier than it was in the original. Uh, but they were absolutely irritating uh, if as, as a kid, because I, I got knocked down a couple of times back then. Um, but I, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing for me is I, I want to see that both those regions again in their own sort of glory. But after that, I would be happy if they stopped, because uh, I think because Kanto and Johto are so connected as it is, um, it's it's perfectly fine. Mm. Um, but you know, Hoenn and beyond, I don't think we really need a let's go Hoenn and no. beyond. No. I think this is a good way to wrap it up and say Kanto, Johto, they're connected. It it works. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I've got nothing against the uh, the Johto region. It's one of the best regions. Um, Heartgold, Soul Silver, are easily like one of the best games in the whole series, the whole Pokemon series. Um, so whether they can make it better than that, I probably doubt it these days. Oh, they won't be able to make it better than that. Yeah. No. Um, but the the only thing with me, like I put ninety hours into Let's Go, and just with how Let's Go sort of turns out in the end, like the game's all about catching Pokemon and to catch Pokemon, you need Pokeballs to get Pokeballs. You need money to get money. You need to battle trainers. So towards the end, it's basically like every day there's um, a few NPCs around the world. You go to get the nugget or whatever, you sell that nugget. You can buy Pokeballs. You can use that to catch Pokemon to get experience and sort of the, the game sort of falls apart at the end. It's fun to play through, but towards the end, it just sort of falls apart. So I think they'll probably find a way to circumvent that, though. Mm. See, I I really like I really like the catch mechanics, but um, they they need to make some changes so you can earn money when you've beaten the game. And I think having no abilities and no hold items, I don't want to go back to that again. I I put so much time into it because there was no other Pokemon game on Switch, but now with Sword and Shield, like you know, I'll I'll just probably. If they did do a let's go, I'll probably just bowl through it. And go cool. That was pretty pretty hollow, and I'll probably go back to Sword and Shield. Mm. Yeah, but it, it sort of made me think. Like when they came out at the start of the year and they announced the DLC. Obviously, we'll be talking about the uh, Isle of Armor, and they got the Crown Tundra coming out holiday time. And with with this announcement, we're like, all right. So what's it going to be? And I I always assumed that all right, there's no big Pokemon game this year because of the DLC. The DLC is replacing, um, I guess, a new game coming out or just holding off for longer development time on a more solid game. But since they did announce it back in February, like they put a lot of time to tell us about the DLC for Sword and Shield. And now basically around E3 time, they're setting themselves up for a, a bigger title, whether it is going to be something exciting to us or it is going to be like, Hey, we're doing a, a Wii Fit Pokemon game for let's, the casual market. Let's hope. Um, let's hope it's not a third version. I mean, it can't. No, it won't be. A, it won't be a third version. Of what, if, what, if, what if it is? I mean, it, it, it just won't be. It's it's not going to be a third version. What if it is though? What if they feel like they haven't sucked enough money out of it yet, and all of a sudden <laughs> it just is, 
and then all of a sudden we still have a third version, but we have DLC on top of it. That would be ridiculous, but it, it won't be that. <laughs> it won't be that. But it, um, there, there's a lot of hints in that that the next games will be based in the Sinnoh region from Gen 4 Diamond and Pearl, um, with the, the Crown Tundra sort of tying into the Reggies and um, just the snow aesthetic tying yeah, but itself maybe into... That's, maybe that's also a reason why it won't be that, because they're like, oh, you won't shut up about Gen 4. Yeah. So um, here's Regigigas. Well, there is no Regigigas. That's it, the thing. They'll save that for the next games. There is. Regigigas isn't in the next DLC. How can you tell? Because it's been data mined. <laughs> it's, it's not there. I thought they found that in the data mine. No, it's only there. There was a Regigigas quest. They've got four major quests and they've all got titles. It's the three Regis and um, Reggie Lecky or... And Reggie Drake. Yeah, yeah, Draco, yeah. I thought... I don't know. I have to, I have to find it. There was a data miner that pulled t- the title, the titles for the four main quests in Tundra because they left them in the goddamn game again. Yeah, they well left, done, Game Freak. Yeah, they left it in. So there's no um third Reggie as a part of it either, which is kind of disappointing. I don't. Yeah, I guess it'd be nice to like discover another one, but yeah. Um. So yeah. I'll see if I can find it while you're talking. So keep talking. What was I talking about now? I kind of forgot. <laughs> um. That. The last thing, the last thing you mentioned was that, oh, you know, with the with Reggie Gigas and all that not being present. Mm. But yeah, I do, I do think it sort of will tie into Don and Pell remakes. Just for yeah, I guess it is sort of just going off tradition of what typically happens with remakes, like in a generation. We're in generation eight, so another um, remake will be coming out. Um, and I think I think that makes sense too because I I'm quite looking forward to going back to the Sino region, being able to uh, go through that game and hopefully it'll fix some of the problems that um, that sort of got happened in that game with uh, Mount Cornet and all that sort of tying it up and yeah, how you going there? I'm good. I'm looking, mate. Keep going. I've got nothing else really to say until you bring up your rebuttal. Uh, Cranchon. Titles. They literally left like full on logos. But I can't find it. There was somebody on Twitter that um See uh, the one yeah, on Twitter it was no logos, it was just code. No 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 no. There was someone on Twitter that had the logos that come out, out of it. Right. Uh but I can't remember I wish I could just find my history on Twitter much easier. <laughs> Crown, I can't remember what the at was. Crown Tundra Leaks. Uh, look at us podcasting on Twitter. Yeah, it? so um, this is from a Twitter user, Michael. So some exciting news, which may be disappointing to some. As per usual, Game Freak doesn't really understand how to scrub their games for upcoming content. Uh, with that said, here's some spicy Crown Tundra Leaks sourced from the Isle of Armour update. So for starters, they left in the fly locations. Uh, Chica is some zone where you catch the legends. Uh, So there's Chica, uh, Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel. Then it says Crown, Bird Tree. Yeah, a legendary tree, a legendary three. Uh, The terrible Titans lurking locked away. They came from the ultra beyond and the sacred bonds of Sovereign and Steed. Um, the terrible, the terrible Titans lurking locked away is what I assume, assume is the Reggies. 
Yeah, it's the th- it's the five Reggies. Um, looks yeah. like no additional Reggies. The game knows about Hohen, Hohen three, Draco, Alecki. There, there's also an event for capturing Reggie Gigas. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did I tell you? There I you told go. you there is an event for Reggie Gigas. All right. So you know, I don't. I honestly don't think that you know that that is an indicator of us getting Suno because. If you can catch Roger Gears, that's like one of the main sub-quests in Diamond Pearl for legendaries. Mm. It's catching the three Regis and going there with it and getting Roger Gears. Unless you can go and get another one. <laughs> I, mean, like- I mean, it could be, yeah. yeah. I'm still I'm still kind of miffed that we can't catch that Zero Aura, but you know. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating, isn't it? Is, this, is the shiny one that's supposed to... What was it one million people after one million people defeated or something? Yeah, so this is from Pokemon.com. Um, so the Isle of Armor, the first part of the Pokemon expansion pass and the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass has arrived to celebrate the release of the new chapter in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Adventure. Players of those games can participate in max raid battles against the mythical Zero Aura. From Wednesday, June 17th um, at 8pm PDT until Sunday, June um, 28th. Um, Zero Aura will appear in uh, Max Raid Battles, so gather your friends as you attempt to take down the mythical Pokemon. Zero Aura has the potential to appear in three-star Max Raid Battles or higher, um, and in the five-star Max Raid Battles, there's a chance you encounter an especially powerful shiny Zero Aura. Um, You won't be able to catch Zero Aura after it's defeated, but if at least one million trainers manage to defeat Zero Aura during this special event, a shiny Zero Aura will be available to everyone in Pokemon Home. Yeah, wicked. And okay. to, to, to claim that Pokemon, you need to deposit at least one Pokemon into Pokemon Home, whether you've got the free version or the premium version. Yeah. So, yeah. which I do. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, so it is. It is um cool. Like they did this back in Sun and Moon too, where like you try, everyone tries to do a collective um uh mission together. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's a bit more exciting because <laughs> yeah, you get a shiny mythical Pokemon out of it. Yeah, and I I never we never got Zero Aura because they actually. Um, Nintendo Australia actually fucked it up in Australia yeah. where EB Games was meant to get it and they never got it. Yeah. Then I think um, I think someone in the Discord, I think it might be Jamie Penning or whatever, I think they actually like went through a fair bit of trouble to like contact Nintendo Australia and get a code. <laughs> Whereas uh, I was sort of out of it at the time of um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I wasn't really playing the game, so I wasn't really thinking about it that much. Yeah. Whereas if that happened now, I'll probably be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bringing get it while you can. Yeah, but I mean, a shiny Zero Aura, I'll take it. Yeah, because I don't have one. So no, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And apart from that, uh, Mega Evolution is coming to. Uh, what's it called? Pokemon Go. <laughs> I play Pokemon Go every day, and I Mega Evolve. So I guess that, I guess that's uh, pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that was that was the whole thing, and. um to be honest, like I'm, I'm, I'm miffed about it, but I feel like I'm miffed about it for a decent reason, and that was mainly because ninety percent of it was app news. They dropped snap in the middle of it to get everybody's attention, and then they finished off with more app news, <laughs> yeah, which was kind of irritating. Um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna reread something I posted on Twitter real quick because I feel like, you know, it's sort of relevant to it. Uh, Should have been app news this week and then game news next week because. No offense, guys, but dropping Pokemon Snap like that, that was a really shitty thing to do. And I would have much preferred that if that was in with lumped in with next week's news where obviously there's 
going to be bigger news. And I could just be hyped about that instead of feeling shitty that you've put all these apps in my face and then put Pokemon Snap in there to try and keep my attention. <laughs> That's kind of just annoying, like to be completely honest with you. Um, but something I said was uh, also I want to give a big fat F in the chat about all the <laughs> about all the Pokemon apps that are available uh, available and ignored or dead already. And they were uh, Pokedex 3D, Pokemon Duel, Pokemon Playhouse, Camp Pokemon, Pokemon TCG Online, Pokemon Rumble Rush, Magikarp Jump, uh, Pokemon Quest, Pokemon Shuffle. And I said uh, gave gave off reasons um, <laughs> like. Uh, why why all of them haven't really succeeded or have just been gone ignored or are completely dead and you know s- some of the highlights from that were like Pokemon Duel which was completely cancelled and that sucks because it was a really awesome unique game um, using the Pokemon figure, pl- figure game um, which you can't get physically anymore it's discontinued yeah. Um, so it was a good way to experience the uh, figure play game but they didn't do any really quality of life updates to it or anything and eventually it just phased yeah. out and died. And they, they wanted like a membership for it and yeah. it, was, it was just like a mess. And it was a really good game. Like it was a good way to experience the figure play game, which is, you know, rare obviously these days. Mm. And um, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was cool. It's like it's like a really simplified version of chess in in its own right. Oops, sorry. Kicked the table. Um, it was a really very simplified uh, version of chess where you would have, um, you know, a, a, a thing you've got to spin and then it can land on attack, miss, or like an effect um, whenever you wanted to approach a Pokemon, like an opponent's Pokemon. And it was uh, really fun and I played it for a little bit and I thought it was wicked. Um, but then, you know, uh, Rumble Rush, which literally come out and was announced dead within the first year <laughs> that it was out, you know, uh, because poor monetization and the fact that the game just never received attention after it was released, it was just shoved out the door and forgotten about. Um, I mean, there's a, there's been championship cup events or whatever that they're still releasing, but nobody's playing it because they have no desire to actually fix up the actual problem with the game, and that's that it's pretty piss poor in execution. Um, similar to how Masters was that came out, but because Masters is being hand- handled by DNA, they don't want to let that go. Um, and then, you know, they had a couple of apps in the Pokemon Smile type of category, uh, which one of them was to teach young kids how to play Pokemon, um, but in app form. So they could sort of get a handle on it a lot easier than just jumping into an actual Pokemon game. Uh, and the other one, I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. So there's a lot of them and they seem just to be, Throwing shit against the wall, see what sticks. Well, yeah, that's what after, I said. Especially after Pokemon Go. I'm like, they, yeah. literally, they literally just throw apps at the wall until they stick. And if they don't, they get ignored. Um, and then I said, this is why I get antsy about their app announcements. They treat them like dine and ditch. Why use the manpower to support them when they can just collect the initial Pokemon revenue and bounce before it costs them, cost them too much money? Because they're like, oh, well, you know, it didn't stick. So I guess we'll just leave it to die. And, you know, there's a lot of concepts out there like... Uh, Pokemon Quest or uh, Pokemon Duel, who, which haven't received attention after collecting their initial bonuses mm. and then pissed off. Like, you could have done heaps with Pokemon Quest. Yeah, I would have kept playing it. Exactly. A yeah. lot of people would have kept playing it, but people spent their 40 bucks on that pack like you did 
And then they're like, oh, well, fuck it, let's bounce. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly need any more, but if they did release more, I would have been quite happy to keep playing it. Well, Evie's getting right into it. She likes yeah. it. She really yeah. likes it. It's and not, you It's know, real simple. You just set it to auto battle and watch the rewards come in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that would have kept playing shit like that. And same with the Pokemon Duel where, you know, it, it's sort of got like its own gacha style going on, um, which is enough to, you know, get people to spend a lot of money on gacha games are absolute cash cows on mobile. Um, but it was handled poorly and a lot of these apps were handled poorly and a lot of them go under the ditch. Uh, Magic Up Jump, everybody was on that day one, but it never received an update, so nobody plays it now. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of things where it's just like, you know, Nintendo, maybe if you spent, well, Nintendo, Game Freak or Pokemon, co- Pokemon Company. Pokemon Company, yeah, go for it. If you spent a little more time actually developing some of these apps instead of just creating new ones and throwing them at the wall until and until they stick or, you know, you get enough revenue for them and then just chuck them in the trash. Like maybe you wouldn't have literally 20 apps on the app store. Mm. That's really friggin' annoying. Yeah, because like obviously Pokemon Go, Pokemon Masters, they're the, they're the main ones that they're pushing. They're the ones that especially Pokemon Go has the revenue coming in. And uh, like stuff like Pokemon Smile and um, Magikarp jumping out, they're like there's no microtransactions in those games, so don't have a problem with them. Just chucking them out, just try and get the brand awareness and people to be aware of the IP. But yeah, when it comes to like um, the other games where there is microtransactions involved and they are just dropped, in um, Pokemon Duel's case, is actually cancelled. Yeah, um, that's where I have the issue because it's like people spend money on yeah, that. Yeah, people spend money on that, and I don't. It makes me if. You know, when they re- release an app, it's like, oh, this has microtransactions. It's like, all right. Do I want to spend money on it? Yeah. Then? How long is this thing sticking around for? Yeah. Because if it doesn't make you enough money, you'll just get rid of it. Yeah, look at Rumble Rush. It lasted eight months before it was yeah announced it was being cancelled. And with, with like the revenue that comes from Pokemon Go and Pokemon Masters and the main series Pokemon games, merchandise, all of that, do they really need to be just like throwing shit at the wall? For like, oh, Pokemon Rush. Let's see if that makes money. Uh, Like Pokemon Duel. Let's see if that makes money. And like I don't, I don't see the reason why they're just like putting these games out to die when they have like really strong pillars to make them make them income. really good games too. Yeah, because that figure play game, that thing, that thing could have been an absolutely magical experience. There's nothing like it on the app store, nothing like it, and now all of a sudden it's gone, mm. and that makes me really fucking angry to be completely <laughs> honest with you because it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun, especially if like you're involved in it and you're spending like. Um, whatever the monthly subscription is and yeah. you've got a collection, then it's just gone. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just disappears. Like if the trading card game just decides to stop, at least you've got the cards to look yeah. at. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I, I put that out. I know I'm being a bit of a Debbie Downer and a lot of the people who we have on Discord have Twitter and they probably read that also. And, you know, I know that I know that Jamie's happy about Pokemon Smile and all that and be good for his kids. And, you know, yeah. like I understand that and there's going to be a bit in there for everyone. It's but free. you got nothing to lose from no, trying that, it. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But personally, knowing how much time that I've spent on these apps to try and sort of, you know, pick up and whatever. And then uh, dual dying is probably the biggest heartbreak. Yeah, you, that was you, such a cool yeah. game. You've been burnt a lot. I've been burnt a lot by the apps yeah. and they keep throwing them out. And if they don't, if they don't generate enough revenue for them, they don't hold on to them, and then they they just die, mm. and it's really irritating. <laughs> so so fucking irritating. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for me, I'm actually, I'm quite positive on it. I don't really care about Pokemon Smile, but the other two games, obviously, new Pokemon Snap and um, Pokemon Cafe Mix. I'm actually pretty excited to play them. So, I, I like the look of Cafe Mix, but my problem is it's probably going to go the exact way, uh, uh, exact way as Shuffle. Mm. And Shuffle's pretty much floating, yeah. floating now. It's like an upside-down goldfish right now. I mean, the, the, the only thing I have... Um, that gives me faith in it is that it is on Switch, so it might be supported a bit more because it's on more platforms. So was Quest. Yeah, Quest was too. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of confidence at all because it does look good. It looks interesting. It looks fun, but so so was Quest to a degree, and it never went anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember talking about it when it came out back in the day. We're like, oh, it'd be cool when it gets updated with Johto Pokemon. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it didn't fucking happen, did it? No, did not. No, we didn't get anything past the first island. That was it. It was what, gone. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if it just had like events in it. Like, oh, there's this, uh, you know, Hoos on this island out here. Go and battle him. Yeah, exactly right. Just something to support the game. Mm. But there was no support. You, they collected their forty bucks from the people that wanted to pay the forty bucks, like you did, and they said, "Fuck it, it's gone." But <laughs> actually, that that puts it in perspective because, um, yeah, that Pokemon Quest DLC was the same price as the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC. Yeah. 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 Putting that in perspective. Yeah, exactly. So talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, Bryce. Yeah. We finally got the Isle of Armor after waiting, you know, six months for it. Yeah. Um, after finally getting the update and uh, getting it installed. Guess, uh, what do you think of it? Um, look, obviously it's only been 24 hours, mm-hmm. so we haven't like, had a week with it or anything like that, but no. But it's it's short enough that you might as well call it a week. <laughs> it only took me about five hours to scrub it pretty clean. Like I, I haven't caught all the Pokemon yet, and I haven't found all the Diglets, but I've done literally everything else. Um, I like it, um, but I realise that you know the internet's up in flames about it again because it's also you know what not what people expected. Um, is it not though? Because it's pretty much what I expected. Well, it's what I expected too. But yeah. on on the internet, they're like, "Oh, look at the fucking waves! Doesn't look like water. Looks like cellophane and like all this shit." And I'm just like, guys, honestly, you should just expect it at this point. It's the same engine. Like yeah, it's-, <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not going to change magically overnight. Sorry, end of the end of story. I have I have complaints about Sword and Shield too. And to be completely honest with you. Like there are part that there, there, there's at least forty percent of me that's like, fuck, they could have put more effort into this, you know, um, but they didn't, and it's done now, and we've already had our complaints. They're obviously not going to change anything now, and they probably won't even change anything when Diamond Pearl Platinum remakes come out, if that is the next thing that they're announcing. So I wouldn't hold on to it. This is obviously what they're sticking with. They're not listening. That's what they're going to do, and they're like, oh well, talk with your money, but it's Pokemon, and it'll sell. Talking with your money is not going to fucking do anything at this point. I'm sorry, they make too much money off of that franchise. Yeah, there's no way in hell it's that's going anywhere. Mm. But regardless of that being said, I enjoyed what I played from it for the most part. Uh, just because it's another wild area to explore, and there's new Pokemon sort of come up. They brought back a, a bunch of my favorite Pokemon, which was awesome. Like my Crocodile and Lilligant are there, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> those are my Two of my favorite Pokemon. You've caught me. Um, but, uh, you know, as as for the actual story itself, that was done in three hours. Uh, I got Urshifu. Yay. Hooray. Um, I really wanted it to be 
a little bit more endgame orientated because I know that it can be accessed as soon as you've been to the first world area once and they sort of tried to rescale it to where you should be in terms of badges, I believe. No, no. well, what happened is IGN um, had a bit of a demo and the rep said that there is level scaling depending on what Pokemon you bring in, but it, it turns out there's no level scaling. It's just based on whether you beat the Pokemon League or you haven't beaten the Pokemon League. Like the normal wild area. When you beat the... Really? Yeah. So Because when you went in there, everything was just level 60. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that. But so, I figured it was like more based on like what the badge requirements were that you were up to. No. So... Uh, um, that's lame. So Casey DeFreitas, she, she put on Twitter that the, po- the Pokemon rep basically just gave her the wrong information when she asked. Because she, she must have went in there and said, hey, it does, is there level scaling? Because I noticed everything's level 60. And they said, yes, it scales all the way up to level 100. And she's like, cool. So she put that in the article. But that, that <laughs> totally doesn't scale all that, the way to level 100. No. Um, which isn't a big deal because there's no trainer battles or, or not, you know, there's no trainer battles as you're going around the island and that, like, with the exclamation mark above their head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, if, if you're, most people just have level 100s because it's that easy to get them now. You're going to smash through everything <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Except for the actual Urshifu. Um, trial itself still some actual challenge would have been nice you know have it if if you walked in there with a party of level 100s because i stocked up a party of level 100s mm. and i was like yeah, if same. i walk in there at the 100 level 100s i really hope that you know i'll have some challenges there with level 100s i didn't expect wild pokemon but maybe you know uh the new rival battle and uh the towers and stuff like that might have something or you know whatever it may be the battle with mustard i i I thought, you know, maybe his Pokemon would be jacked up and then I think they sort of fall level, late level 70s, like the last time you verse him. Yeah. Don't do too many spoilers, but yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know Mustard's there. You know he's the master of the dojo. You know you're going to find him at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. You know. Um, so it's hardly what I would call a spoiler, but yes, you know. You battle you battle the main man. I know it's not that much of a spoiler, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, he is he is not sitting at level 100. No. And I think, you know, that that is not a spoiler to point out. <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, you can go and do that, but it's sort of like past that, I think the most exciting thing that has been that come out of it was the old content coming back. Uh, seeing a new wild area and walking around and seeing new Pokemon walk around, have you managed to, I mean, you would have you would have been riding around on the sea with your bike mm. and you've had a million Sharpedo chase you already. Yeah. But have you seen a Waylord in the bay yet? I have, yeah. They are huge boys. <laughs> they are big boys. And that's uh, cool to see. Um, there's a lot of little things like that, I think, which are, are great about it um, that sort of make me go, ah, it's nice seeing new Pokemon in a wild area scenario. And it makes me re- reiterate the fact that, yeah, I really want this for Pokemon games to come because it does make it feel more lively. And if they actually fix it up to a point where... Um, it's more responsive with online play and um, the draw distance isn't so terrible and stuff like that. It would be really cool to see a really, like really, really fleshed out wild area. And this, this kind of only just reiterates the fact like going through all the little cave systems and the forests and the, even to the little desert area and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This, this wild area was what the original one should have been. Cause Oh, for sure. Like, like I've put 200 hours into those games now and I'm just, so bored of the original wild area. Like, it's just empty. Yeah, like, it feels empty. Because like, yeah. when you first go in there and it's and you've got weak Pokemon and you see, like, a strong Pokemon and you're trying to beat it or you're trying to run away from it, like, that adrenaline is sort of 
what makes it fun. But yeah. once once you're in just the once you got level hundreds and everything's like level sixty, if there's no fear whatsoever. Mm. Um, but in this one, it's like so much more intricate with like the caves, the waterways, the the, the sea, the islands. Stuff, yeah, yeah it's just it's just so much nicer and so much more detailed. Obviously, there's still like the you know it is the same engine, so uh, the trees and all that looks the same with all the complaints. Um, but <laughs> I I can. I sort of, you know, got Deal over that. I got over that hundred hours or a few hundred hours ago. You just stop uh, noticing it. Yeah. Most of the people that are paying attention to the trees being like Ocarina of Time at this point are people that haven't even touched the game and just want to complain mm. because they don't want to buy it. And I still see plenty of people like that where it's just like Yeah, because I, I feel like Pokemon games are fun enough to I'm I'm able to overlook it personally. Mm. If 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 you don't find it fun, you're probably gonna notice all of the weird little graphical hiccups. Um but but I guess as as far as the story went, like I I only expected like a four hour story. I knew that that wasn't going to be the main draw for this first DLC pack. Um, a lot of it going into it was the sh- uh, the shake up to the meta game and the new moves, new items, and all that introduced into it. So it was it was mainly going to be sort of for VGC, sort of um, being able to train all that up, and so some of the new features that they've added, like the Max Suit, being able to bring in a Gigantamax Pokemon that weren't previously able to do it. Um, there's people on different islands that allow you to do different things. There's a lady that sort of wipes your EVs clean without having to muck around with different berries and all that. There's um, new moves, which are really going to turn up the metagame. There's a new special um, rock move, which uh, a lot of uh, special attacking rock Pokemon before yeah. haven't had much utilization in the game, whereas yeah, now they do. Cool. There's uh, Sorry, I don't have the moves up in front of me, but there's a... There's a ground type scold basically, which uh, yeah, burns scorching Pokemon. Sands. Yeah, so there's like there's lots of moves that are going to be able to do different things, um, which is exciting because I I feel like um as much of the complaints that have happened with the you know, national decks cut and all of that, and while we didn't see it in like gr- graphical fidelity and like a really robust end game and that, it has made the meta game for the VGC the best it's been in years. Yeah. It's been a lot more interesting to watch. It's been a lot more interesting to play and being able to like gradually introduce different Pokemon to it, shake it up, make it so maybe Togekiss and a few of these Pokemon aren't dominating it so much is uh, really exciting. It's really exciting like just seeing like Scizor coming back and some of your favorite Pokemon. And for me, when I saw that Porygon was in it again, I'm like, holy shit, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was getting nervous. I was like, because the leaks were coming out, like these are the leaks Pokemon that are coming back. And Porygon was in there and I'm like, Oh, please. Like, it put it in my head, but I'm like, oh, shit. What if it's a lie? <laughs> yeah, what if it's a lie? Because I, I would have been so disappointed, but really excited to um, see that Pokemon come back as yeah. well as a few others. And, um, yeah, so I guess basically I've just been exploring, looking around. I haven't done much of the story. I've watched the story because I was watching a, a Pokemon streamer um, go through the story while I was just mucking around. Um, that wasn't really what I was looking for it for. Uh much like just the main story of Pokemon games. I like it having like a, a good base and the rest just being up to interpretation through, guess what I'm thinking? Yeah. That's why I like Sword and Shield quite a bit because it was just like um, a Pokemon league, go through all the gyms, it's all big, big energy. Um, the main team didn't really get in the way all that much and all that. And other people wanted more of a story and m- might not have liked it for the same reasons I liked it. No, it's just it's just because the last two hours cocked the whole thing up. Yeah, it was a, it's a bit weird at the end. <laughs> uh, it just, yeah, it completely cocked it up. Like I, Cocked it up? Yeah, cocked it up. It, it, was perfectly, it was perfectly fine going throughout and, you know, whatever, but 
then the last two hours really just completely ruined it. You know, I wouldn't say completely ruined it, but it, yeah, it. I threw think it so. Off a bit. Hell yeah, it did ruin it. Jesus Christ! It's like the major complaint I have. What ru- ru- ruined the whole game? It, the whole story, for sure. I, I was I was cool with like you know, um, the like even though I thought it was a bit dumb at first, but Dynamaxing and stuff like that gave gave gym battles like hell of a, hell of a lot more energy. Um, I was pretty cool with Hop for the most part, even though a lot of people are just like, oh, fuck up. But to be completely, <laughs> to be completely honest <laughs> with you, of all the energetic, friendly rivals we've had in the last few years or few generations, yeah. he's been the best one. And, you know, I was fine with him and stuff like that, but it didn't get all the way up until the end. And then in the end... The cock up was that they're just like, well, hey, we'll just take this guy and make him the bad guy. And then all of a sudden he's just a crazy person. And it's like, cool. <laughs> I mean, we kind of guessed he was going to be the bad guy anyway. But yeah, I guess I expected something a bit more than just the last two hours. He just all of a sudden and his motivations were crap. And just, you know, he was he was pretty much Lissandra 2.0 for me. Yeah, I think. Like yeah. down to a degree. I definitely agree with you, but I don't think it ruined the whole thing. I still no, enjoyed the story. Oh, no, it definitely ruined the story. <laughs> it definitely ruined the story. Oh, well. Mm. What are going to do about it? But, yeah, I'm I'm really positive on this DLC. Um, I think it's it's going to breed um, a lot more into the game for me, just being able to go through it. Like, you know, going through the wild area, I, I go through it every day, you know, get my watts, get my items, you know, shiny hunting and all that, and it's just going to... Give me more to do, finally. Um, because, yeah, it was becoming pretty dry, just shiny hunting and getting Pokemon ready and all of that. Now we've got a heap more to choose from, which I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. And, um, you know, I I think I think the life that's going to breathe in it for me is uh, having more Pokemon to play with. Um, my favourites to breed and make shiny and, you know, make them the absolute best they can be and all that stuff and... That was that. That's what a lot of my time was doing at the end of Sword and Shield, uh, was breeding and making competitive Pokemon and just having fun with that. Um, I didn't really care too much else, um, uh, because there wasn't much else to care about. I'll be completely honest, but you know, just doing stuff like that is what I'm going to get out of it. Um, and having some of my favorites back in there, you know, uh, you got Crocodile, Lilligant, me and Shao, stuff like that. All those Pokemon, like I would love to do them over and uh, make some competitive ones and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's good for me in that prospect. Um, the actual wild area itself is good because like you said, it has a lot more intricacies and it does feel more like a, mm. it is fun to explore and fun yeah. just to get around and have a look. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the wild area in, in the original was literally just, here's two sets of planes and uh, uh, a small desert area. Um, mm. Enjoy. I'm a, I'm even uh, finding the like the Diglett um, fetch quest actually kind of fun to do. Like every area, if you find a Diglett, it tells you how many more in that area you've got to go. So it's just like helping me explore like every nook and cranny to see where these things are. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've already finished the Pokedex, though, you don't have to do much looking after that uh, for new Pokemon. Um, I think more Pokemon. In uh, there'll be more Pokemon in Crown Tundra than the what be what will be in this one, because it seems like they said two hundred extra Pokemon or something like that, and it feels like I think that's it's less than that, 
in Isle of Armour. Yeah, might be. It includes all the leg- legendaries and um, the new birds, a couple of new Reggies, obviously the original Reggies. Yeah, I still think it's only about... Uh, as far as I remember, the Isle of Armour Pokedex is 210 Pokemon, but that's not... Um, forgetting that that's not all new reintroductions. No, yeah, you know that that, that is um, extras from the main game that you've already completed. So, I've already completed over half of it because I've already finished the Pokedex. So you cut down that and cut down mm. that to even more. And, you know, it's sort of yeah, yeah. I am I am sort of thinking like um, starting the game fresh, then going to the, um, the Isle of Armor as soon as you can go there. And catching some new stuff and playing through. Yeah, I think that I reckon that will be fun. Instead of going there once you're like, like as strong as you can possibly be with like EV trained Pokemon level one hundred. And I mean, I agree, I I agree with that sentiment to some degree, but I think like I would have to have Shield to do that, and then I would have to rebuy the DLC, and that's the biggest problem. Um, because I don't want to reset all the progress that I've made on Sword, and no, you know, um, it kind of just feels like a pain in the butt. Um, but for me to go out and buy shield, you know, that's 80 bucks and then I've got to buy the expansion pass for shield and that's 125 inclusive. Nah. Mm. Yeah. You can just make a, um, separate account on your switch. I mean, I well. can, I, I, I could do that, but then I also would have to have online for that. If I want to do max raid battles, which means I'd have to go and do my family pass. Which means I would have to go into yeah. It it at, at the end it is just you know anything that I do is going to cost me additional money, and it's going to be for a very very bland reason. You know, because you want to play it again. Because <laughs> I want to play it again, but I want to go to the Isle of Armor a little bit earlier than I would have, as if you know I'd actually just finished the game and went and did it. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like. There's a heap of incentive to do that. I think it'd be cool to play at the level that you are, um, but uh, I don't think it's that important that I would have to go and sort of reset myself to the point where uh, I would have to upgrade my membership just to at least upgrade my membership so I could at least access max raid battles, set up a new online account, just so I could do it on the second account. Um, whereas, uh, or, you know, do the more expensive option, get shield, get the expansion pass for that, and then do it on that. Um, if if Pokemon games ever went on sale and it was like, oh, you know, you can get the expansion pass and shield for 50 bucks, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> you know, that'd be nice. I, I'd do that, but that's totally never going to happen. So I think uh, it's kind of just wasted potential on me. I, I really wish they would have just because they would have already got most of their install base. So the most of them are already played it. I really wish they kind of just bumped up the difficulty, made it more end game content and just left it at that. Um, I know that sort of like discludes people who have just bought the game and then, you know, right out the gate, they've went and bought the expansion pass. But to be completely honest, if you're doing that, you're not really doing yourself a favor anyway, because this is a game with very mixed opinions and, um, spending a heap of money on it like right off the bat down on the block kind of really just yeah it's just, it's not a smart decision because there there is a possibility you're not going to like it because there are a lot of people that don't so yeah yeah i think there's a lot more people that do like it but oh it's it's the most controversial pokemon game in history that should tell you enough yeah because it's the biggest change well 
yeah. Biggest change, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I would say less change, but, you know, less change than there should be, which is the biggest problem. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I like the DLC quite a lot. Yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly, I'm certainly not saying. Yeah, it's bad. It's definitely good. Um, it's definitely added more, more playtime to it for me, and given me more reason to play it, which is nice. And that's, that's what I buy DLC for. It's not, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's, uh, let's move on from some Pokemon. So we've got some uh, quick news stories. So this is from Vooks. And they're basically just pointing out that the Animal Crossing New Horizons limited edition Switch console is returning to stores. Um, so EB Games put up a, a Twitter post saying the Animal Crossing New Horizons limited edition Nintendo Switch console is back with an extremely limited units available to pre-order now, online only. And there's only one per customer. So if you've been waiting for a while to uh, maybe try and get this, if you missed the initial pre-order, um, go ahead and try and get one. Scalping's no scalping. Go away. Yeah. These things are worth like thousands of dollars. They're being resold for. It's yeah. really bullshit. I think it was um, Daniel Vuk who actually um, posted on his personal Twitter that on eBay they're selling for 800 to to 1000 Australian. So It's disgusting. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous when it's under 500 usually. So uh, it might be too late by the time you hear this, but especially with how long this episode's gone, <laughs> you might have just missed out. Um, and the last news story is from Go Nintendo, and the title is Sakurai Discusses Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC Work From Home and her communication is difficult. So uh, uh, in Sakurai's latest column for Famitsu, he opens up about what it's been like from working from home. His staff um, have been adapting to the circumstances, even if that hasn't always been easy. Uh, A summary of the article, um, courtesy of Push Dustin on Twitter. So these are just some dot points. So the majority of staff, around 75%, would like to continue... um, like to continue what though? That's that's a good question. I think yeah. I think what he's saying is continue working from home. Um, staff is finding it less stressful than um, commuting, and for other reasons such as reducing anxiety and for caring for their family, um, they are finding it beneficial. Um, however, there are s- several demerits from working from home. Sometimes children or family members uh, are close by. It's difficult to discuss sensitive matters, and the internet speeds can be slow. Uh, this all makes communication difficult. Home environment is just not a replacement for the workplace. Uh, Staff is running into all kinds of issues like having different kinds of equipment, having deaths that are too low and more. Uh, These all cost money to fix. Sakurai's company Sora Unlimited or Sora Co Limited is providing relief to anyone who is working on Smash Ultimate. Uh, Staff is free to purchase desks, chairs, monitors and any other equipment they may need. Sakurai sends... Uh, what they need on Amazon, and Sakurai will order it for them. Uh, the items will be shipped directly to the staff's house and will become theirs to keep. Good on you, Sakurai. Good job, man. Uh, dozens of people have received support from um, Sora Co. Limited. In normal circumstances, they would get this kind of aid through their company, but speed of um, the essence um, and Sora Co. Limited is uniquely positioned to help out. Impact of COVID-19 will probably continue for some time. So Sakurai will continue to do his best. So it sounds like they're uh, coming into a few issues with just the issues um, COVID brings up, working from home, Mm. all that. We're pretty fortunate in Australia because it's starting to open up a bit more, especially down in in South Australia. We've had no cases for a long time except for one bit of a hiccup where someone come through the border. But 
And apart, from, apart from that, we've been pretty safe. And the uh, Victoria Premier saying what he did today. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Honestly. Was that today or like yesterday? I think it, I actually think it was yesterday. And yeah, I think Jade, it, Jade told me about it this morning. And I was like, yeah, tell that to the people that come over, come over to us. We have to deal with and then they fucking tear up our beaches because they can't do it back home. Yeah, I guess we've talked about it too much now. So just explain what he actually said so people aren't going, what are you saying? <laughs> he um He said, uh, why would you want to go to South Australia? Come here in terms of tourism uh, after commenting that we opened up borders to everybody but uh, Vic and um, New South Wales. And... Um, the funny joke of that is, is that he's like, oh, why would you want to go to South Australia for a holiday? Come here to Victoria. It's like, well, who would want to go to South Australia? So it's like, oh, well, my partner told me this morning and I was like, well, the funny ironic thing about that is, is that's our customers for nine, for nine months of the year, our customers are pretty much Victorians. Yeah, coming over. Coming over. And because they have the ability to go on the beaches and stuff like that and go bike riding or you know, they have more rights on the beach over here. That's why they come here and they're, they're the people from your own state. So get stuffed mm. for one. I've got a real good reason. Mm. We're not Sydney. No. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the other thing as well. But apparently Queensland have a relationship with New South Wales, much like we do with Victoria. Yeah. Where they think they're yeah. higher, but they're not. And really, you know, it's not, you know, not as bad as people like to make it out to be. And you will actually find a shit ton of people from Victoria come over to us, much as how all the shit ton of people from New South Wales go to Queensland, despite them talking shit. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, kind of ironic, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, wish Sakurai and the team uh, the best of luck with all the circumstances that the world is facing at the moment. Yeah. Um, hope uh, just Japan in general get out of it rather sooner than later. Yeah. Um, it, it's more it's more problematic in Europe and uh, America than anywhere else in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's a given, uh, especially with the uh, you know the thing that we've made mention of the last couple of weeks being Black Lives Matter and uh, everything that's going on there. It's um, really going to make things tough on the COVID situation. People are trying to be as responsible as they can during the thing, which is great, and I I applaud them for that. Um, you know, if you if you're fighting for your rights during this time and you're staying safe, you're doing an excellent job. You know, you're uh, wearing face masks, you're sanitizing, you're doing everything. Then you know, you're doing a double job, and that's really awesome to see. But you know, there are there are people that are still not sort of uh, following those rules, and more or less, it's not even the people doing the protests or riots. It's usually people uh, who believe believe their rights uh, as an American, for example typically outweigh people's general health and well-being mm. which as we've learned is a real problem <laughs> so yeah it's not just the americans either like oh people do it in europe too oh they do it here too um, well here yeah uh, but uh, here, uh, here we don't have that problem no i was just talking about like oh you know it's, it's the american thing to do i literally heard someone say say like i oh, shake my hand you're an australian aren't you it's like all right <laughs> calm yeah. down yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i know just, ridiculous um but you know in, in europe it's 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 a different situation with like italy the reason italy went so downhill is because their culture is all about touch and feel and kiss and yeah you know they yeah and that's why that went crazy getting you know, up it, those nostrils yeah well <laughs> <laughs> christ but you know everywhere everywhere that's got a problem has a similar problem um in terms of like people just being unsafe um but uh yeah you know then here 
here, I think we've pretty much taken it in our stride. We do a lot of trade with China, which is uh, even more of a surprise that we didn't get it like pretty hard on the on the upkeep. But I think people in Australia have been pretty responsible for the most part to sort of just not, you know, do anything silly. Buy a new switch, don't lick it. And most of those people that you're talking about that are like, shake my hand, you're Australian, aren't you? And a lot of those people are from rural Australia, not the not the cities. Yeah, like we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, and because it hits cities first, then comes to rural, uh, it's already like a flattened amount of cases by the time it comes to us anyway, and it's not going like wildfire. And those people that you're talking about, they're all those gruff Australian people who've grown up on farms. So like, you're Australian, you can shake my hand. And... Um, you know, hardly anybody here's got COVID, so <laughs> yeah, I like licking uh, people's palms when I introduce myself. <laughs> yeah, I like licking my feet and then rubbing my feet with my hands, and yep. then, then shaking hands, so you get the smell of my feet on your hands. So we're packed bond forever. I like going for a run, getting sweaty, and just rubbing myself all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what a uh, what a rural Australian culture is. Yep, you're Australian, aren't you? You're Bathing Australian, my aren't you? sweat. <laughs> <laughs> You're bathing a sheep shit, you can bathe my sweat. Oh, well, I, guess, I guess that's a good point, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce, that's, uh, that's brought us to the end of the show. Yes, it has. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked a bit about Pokemon. Oh, fucking lot about Pokemon. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you're not a Pokemon fan, sorry, but there's been a lot of Pokemon news. Yeah, tune in tune into Origami Keen in like a two week, two weeks time. When is it? Two weeks now? Four weeks uh, no, or? no, it's 17th of July, so 17th, three. So three weeks, yeah. yeah. Jesus, yeah. I actually think I'm going to pick that game up now. Mm. So I guess uh, just a bit of a FYI, I think we'll postpone the show like we did this week, next week as well, just for the Pokemon news. Yes, yeah. Um, it kind of worked out in our favour, I guess, is because, you know, Pokemon Presents was coming up and that was announced, I think, the day that we were supposed to do the podcast initially. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it did work out well somehow. Um, yeah. Something will probably be introduced the day this comes out, so we'll probably be in their own words by the time we get into the hour and 40 minutes here <laughs> yeah it'll probably be like oh the next breath of the wild 2 trailers out and be like <laughs> fuck <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that's totally what it would happen that you. just that just sounded like i just <laughs> let go of a balloon and you just <laughs> like out the window oh that's perfect i should just mute your microphone and just said no he's gone <laughs> <laughs> he's deflated <laughs> <laughs> And you hear me just yell across the room, fuck yeah. Uh, that would be pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, it would be probably unlikely though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> just <laughs> knowing my luck, that's exactly what will happen. Yeah, well, you can do a bonus episode, talk about it. Oh, yeah, and gush about it for three hours. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to The House of Murray, episode 146. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or... Share us on social media. I'm at iDruby. The show's at The House of Murray. And Bryce, where can they find you? At Evan. You can find a link to our Discord community in the show notes. And this week's Nintendo Jukebox is a nice little remix by Glitch X City. It's Pokemon Ooh. Sword and Shield Slumbering Wield Remix. Slumbering Wild? Slumbering Wield. That's what it's called. The Slumbering Wield. Oh, yeah, the forest, right? Now. Yeah, at the start of the game. So, until next week, everybody... The doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later.